Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you for tuning in today. We are the Sports Plebes, brought to you by Elkhart Betting, giving you better sleep since 1919. Go to ElkhartBetting.com for prices and information. We are excited to start talking more about live sports. A fast start by the Chicago Cubs, but is it worth getting excited about as other teams struggle with their outbreaks? How much more of these outbreaks can baseball take before they shut it down, at least temporarily? Another UFC Saturday fight night in the books. The NBA is back, baby. Really excited to see what you think about the first handful of incredibly entertaining and competitive games, frankly. Our social media story and Joe's bets of the week to wrap things up. Matt, Joe, how are you guys this evening? Matt, great to have you back. It's good to be back. I'm great, Nate. (laughs) Nate, I'm great as well. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like last time it had been weeks since we talked, and this time it's just been days, and I think that's a great thing. Um... I bought a house in the last couple of days. I don't know if you knew that, Nate. I did not know that. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Where, yeah, how... yeah. Uh, yeah. I posted it on the, the other thread that you're no longer a part of, but uh, I thought you should know that. Yeah, I bought a house. Um, it's good. It's good. You know, a third of an acre in the city, so that's a good-sized city, a lot of good yards for the kids. Um, it needs a little bit of work done on it here and there, but it's priced that way, so we have the money to do it, so. Yeah, we're excited to have a place of our own. It's uh, a mile from the kids' school, you know, four miles from work. So it's just, it's close to everything. It's going to be great. I'm excited. It's been a good few days since then to get that out of the way. Um, I'm sorry I cut you off a little bit, Matt, but that's kind of how our love-hate relationships goes, you know. Yeah, man, you guys got big stuff happening, Nate. You got a, a, a second kid. No, I'm, that's awesome, Joe. I'm proud of you, man. That's that's so sick. That sounds like it's perfect. One one mile away from school and four miles away from work. You said, yeah, that's perfect, dude. You you can't beat that. Nice little nice little place. Nice little yard. Yes, sir. Yeah, basement for people to crash in. For me to crash in when I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> nice, you know, hundred year old house, rock solid. It's never going anywhere. We're happy. Awesome, brother. Um, yeah, no, not definitely did not as much. You you win this week for the life updates. Uh, I started back at work today, actually. Uh, it's nice to get out of the house, but we really enjoyed spending time as a family. Uh, this past week, I was off for the birth of our daughter. Uh, we're just adjusting to a second child, obviously. It's a little hectic at times, but we had my parents over, as well as the in-laws, to see the baby, since they obviously couldn't come to the hospital uh, due to COVID. So, um, yeah, my sister actually, Sophia, shout out to her. Um, she is going out of town and, uh, she's actually moving out of town. Sorry. And she's, uh, so it was really good that we got to see her and, uh, sorry, I got, got a little emotional that we're going to miss her. She's, she's moving to St. Louis and, uh, yeah, we're just, she got to see the baby. So the, we didn't knew that, the timing of it was going to be really close because she was leaving at the end of the month so um that was nice that they got to meet and everything but we'll miss her and uh other than that yeah man just excited that sports are back really honestly nothing else to say other than that it's tough when your your siblings leave i i, I cried when my older siblings went to college i never had the opportunity to have a younger sibling but i could see you know protective uh big brother no shame in that nate matt matt 
You you cried when Nate went off to the Naval Academy, didn't you? Did did we lose Matt? <laughs> perfect, perfect. We lost Matt at the perfect. Oh, with that, we can transition to the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Just as smoothly as possible. Okay. Um, probably, unless you got anything else, Joe. Yeah, no, no. The Cubs. I think they're they're seven and two as of now. Um, and it's, it's coming from some guys you wouldn't expect, right? Like I was looking at the, the batting averages, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, they're not near the top. It's guys like Contreras, Nika, um, you know, they don't have Jake Arrieta or all Chapman's long gone. It's kind of a new cast of characters since they won, uh, the world series, uh, even with some of those holdovers, not, not performing as well as some of the newer guys. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing it, um, We'll see if they can keep it up. I think five of their wins, they've re- allowed three runs or less out in there. So uh, they're doing it with the, the defense and the pitching. And we'll see if they can continue, if there is a season to continue with. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. I, I put a bit of a reverse jinx on our Cubs, as you're aware of. I think it's working splendidly. Um, I do think there are still valid concerns about their bullpen or lack thereof, but obviously the major surprise so far has been the starting pitching. Uh, but like you said, 7-2, the best team in baseball if the season ended today. I don't want to be that guy that talks about his fantasy teams on the pod, though I'm sure I will be. But I did a free 18 ESPN league just so I could keep better track of some of the individual players as the season progressed. Um, I do think it helps with your knowledge of the game too, just because you're going to be aware to some degree of which players are up and coming and which veterans seem to be on the way out. I, I digress. I grabbed Bryant Rizzo and Baez in the draft. Long story short, I'm well aware they're not doing as well as some of the counterparts that you wouldn't expect. Rizzo is having a pretty good season so far. Um, Tyler Chatwood was expected to be what their third best starter. They were hoping he just had one of the best outings in his career. He's sitting at 2-0, looking more and more like someone they could really go to war with. I do think if you get to their bullpen, you know, we could be in trouble. But it definitely feels it's almost 10 games in, which is almost six of the season, um, that you would think they would easily be in a 16-team playoff. My only complaint is it's on Marquee Sports Network. We don't have Comcast. They did a last-minute deal to air them with them. Um, so lots of game casting and sketchy streams my brother sends me to watch my cubbies unfortunately Hmm. yeah Um, i miss wgn i miss it i do too i do too um the start of this podcast they are crap i just lost it where did it go okay yeah no we're good it is one nothing the bottom of the six three two two outs jason hayward's at bat he's probably gonna strike out on a slider away anyway but um he might hit a home run though you never know i know He's well, yeah. All right, we'll see. He's, yeah, he's great. He's great in the outfield. He's a great defender. That's what we're paying him million. Like, what is he like the the fourth or fifth highest paid outfielder in baseball? I think right now. I digress again. Um, it is such a gut punch. What's going on with the St. Louis Cardinals, especially? hubs are and the fact that none of them have contracted the virus i think it's incredibly but it does show how serious i think the team is a lot of those guys that were young studs on the world series team they've they've matured 
it's reassuring that David Ross has mentioned how they're making a team effort to not bring it into the clubhouse, if at all possible. But that being said, they're scheduled to wrap up a four-game series with the Kansas City Royals, and then they travel to St. Louis for a three-game trip against the Cardinals. As of today, it broke. There are 13 total St. Louis Cardinals now that have positive tests for COVID-19. Seven players, six staff members. Major League Baseball, in announcing this, also stated that the plan is for the Cardinals to play the Cubs as scheduled on Friday. That's four nights from now, after this adjusted total just broke today. I I think I'm really starting to sound like a broken record here. But it feels like the only way to have any sort of contact sports league is to adopt a bubble format, as we are seeing in the NHL, and particularly successful in the NBA. I just don't see how much more this baseball can take, Joe. How are they expecting the Cubs to show up and play a game in four days? Obviously, things could change in the next 48 hours. But at what point would they suspend the season? It's, it's already apparent. Not all these teams are going to play 60 games. Some teams are going to make their planned playoff format just based off their winning percentage. I'm really concerned. Did, did baseball blow its opportunity to implement a winning formula? Because this late in the game, I don't see how you can try and stop and restart this thing in any sort of bubble format or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the games bad, are already bad. being played right now. What do you think, Joe? Two teams that have been basically ravaged by COVID at this point. It's going to get worse. Yeah, I, I think once you hit four to five teams, it really messes up scheduling. It brings a lot of fear into the equation. Um, they're really on thin ice at this point. They haven't contained it. There is no bubble. There's no uniformity between teams. You know, guys in one clubhouse could be really careful. Guys in another clubhouse could be out partying. You just don't know what everyone's doing. They're traveling to 30 different cities. It's There's just a lot of risk in there in terms of, you know, getting COVID within these guys. So I'm just really worried about where baseball's heading and if they're going to be able to continue. It's It seems like it's inevitable that there's going to be a stoppage, maybe a permanent stoppage. Uh, but you know, one thing that cannot be stopped, Nate, is the UFC. Tell me about these fights this past weekend. I watched the highlights of the main one, Bronson, Shabazian. But what what do you see from those fights? Oh, Joe, just you're setting me up for this. I, I was truthfully, I was at my nephew's second birthday party on Saturday. Um, and I was very tuned into NBA action, as we'll talk about later in the pod. So I, I had to watch some replays like the sports plea by am, I guess. Um, but I did think it was crazy that Brunson was an underdog. I didn't realize he was. I, I might have bet on it. It was almost three to one. I think it was plus 270. They really disrespected him. And he just came out and beat the piss out of Edmund. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Shabazian, I think. Yeah, Edmund Shabazian. Yeah. Um, Dana White actually had a bit of a fit after the fight. He thought the doctor should have stopped it after Shabazian was getting his face beat in at the end of the second. Obviously, Brunson came out and ended it quickly in the third. Uh, props to the ref for not ha- for having a quick trigger finger as far as calling the fight over. Um, I do start to wonder now if there is a chink in the UFC's armor. You know, they're putting on all these competitions just as quickly as they can turn this, them out. This last one was in the United States when all the ones previous, at least recently, I believe, have been on the fight island in Saudi Arabia. Is it putting a strain on the UFC to find seasoned doctors, coaches, trainers, all these guys? Um, we've seen it in a few fights now, you know, they either probably should have been stopped or maybe even questionable judging. We've seen Dana White come out and be very, be openly critical of the judges after a decision, but the octagon does have to share the spotlight now because especially on ESPN, the NBA is back, Joe. What, what do you, do you want to talk some more about UFC or what do you, 
I'm excited for the NBA. It's it's yeah. No, I the, the UFC still will have a, a special place in my heart for what it did to me during this this quarantine. Um, but yeah, they've lost a little bit of the luster. Like there's a few been a few out of shape guys, a few subpar fights, some bad judging. Uh, so there's yeah, a chink in the armor is a good way to put it. Uh, and I think as the MLB comes back and stays back, hopefully the NBA seems full force and not a, a peep of COVID among those guys. Uh, I really think they will continue to struggle. Um, but yeah, the NBA has been, been stellar so far, been a lot of great games. Um, a lot more scoring than I expected. I expected maybe a little bit of cold shooting at first, uh, but no, there's been games, pretty much everything in the triple digits, if not higher. Uh, not obviously not four digits, but you know what I'm saying. Well, into the triple digits. Um, my Rockets, they uh, they took out the Bucks in their typical ugly style, right? Over 63s. They got out rebounded by 30. I don't know how they won that game. James Harden, Russell Westbrook pulled it out. Ugh, I just I hate that I have to cheer for this team sometimes, but I'll keep doing it. I lived in Houston for 10 years. I still have some loyalty there. Uh, what what do you think about the NBA? I know you're you're brimming with takes. Oh man, I I think the Rockets are hilarious to me. You you told me this. Did you mention this? They they shot sixty threes and were out rebounded by thirty. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. How did they? And how they do won. you win a bat? How are you even close to winning a basketball game? Every basketball like OG is just rolling in his grave right now. You know what I mean? Like. Red Auerbach, like, is literally, like, he's just, I can't imagine, like, this, it's unreal. I've never seen anything like it, and it is highly entertaining, and it's hilarious how mad they get at James Harden to me as he's getting these calls, where he just, he creates this contact, and it forces the refs to make this decision, and a lot of times, you know, by the letter of the law, it is a foul, I guess. It is brutal to watch sometimes, so, but, I mean, are, are the, is this just, is this just because the Bucks are missing a couple key role players, or do you think the Rockets are actually a threat in the in the West? I I think it's more of the former, and you know the Bucks. What's the Bucks' incentive to to do really well right now? Right, their home court advantage is out the window. Even then, they have a pretty comfortable lead in the East. Um, the Rockets are fighting tooth and nail because they do not want to fall to the seventh or eighth seed and have to play the Lakers or Clippers. Um, so I, I really think that this bubble brings in a lot of different incentives, right? If you're one of the top seeds, you're not too concerned about finishing one or two or three, right? Cause you're not gonna have to play each other until the semifinals. Um, but if you're one of the lower seeds, you still don't want to be in that seven, eight spot where you have to play a premier team in the first round. So while home court advantage is not a big deal at this point, matchups are still key. So it, it, it it's really interesting to me. Um, and I think it'll it'll show, you know, some of those middle of the road teams will, will start beating those top teams just because home field advantage is just not what it was. Yeah, a lot of the, you know, I mean, I just I want to thank Adam Silver, I guess, you know, I'm sure he's faithfully listening to us, but it really does feel like these guys are safer in the bubble in Orlando than anywhere else especially compared to anything else we're seeing in sports and just the level of play has been astounding to me. Um I think that one aspect nobody thought about was the fact that with no fans in the stands, athletes can hear trash talk from the other bench. It gets chippy really fast, which is really fun to watch. Um, yeah, like 
the Lakers played the Clippers on the opening night, you know, is one of the best basketball games for opening night of any of seasons I've ever seen in the past. I, I don't think it can be understated how much the Clips miss having Lou Williams. He's hilariously still in quarantine. We talked about this in a previous pod, his visit to a strip club in Atlanta. But yeah, when Kawhi and Paul George are out there, they, they were going to guys like Reggie Jackson for instant offense. And I don't think he's even been on the team maybe a little bit before quarantine started, I think. Um, but it, the league couldn't have asked for a better opening weekend, opening night. LeBron caps it off on the late game with the game winner. It was the perfect way to do the restart. But um, we at the Sports Plebes have been on the Raptors bandwagon basically since day one, um, since the start of this pod, it feels like. And they, they showed out against the Lakers the following night. Uh, that is a gritty, deep, very well-coached team. And not having Avery Bradley could really hurt L.A. against talented young wing, talented athletic wing players. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry had a field day. I'm not sure who they have that can slow him down when he's going other than LeBron, who can really guard anybody. But uh, No love for Alex Caruso? I don't think he's a great – he is a scrappy defender. I think I did see that uh, – that their coach was talking about how he should be on like the all defense team, all defensive NBA or something like that. And I, I was like, wow, I'll just politely disagree okay. with that. But um, no, long story short, I pulled the trigger on the Canadians. I put a couple bucks down on a finals matchups of the Raptors and Lakers or Raptors and Clippers. I mean, I don't know if they can win the whole thing. We talked about that, but it seems more and more likely they'll at least make it to the conference finals. And the Bucks look vulnerable. They just lost to the Rockets. So, and we think what the Rockets are, as you said, you're like a Rockets fan and telling me to temper expectations. So what do you think? They're the, maybe on a great night, the third or fourth best team in the West, you know? Yeah, I'd give them, I give them the third. Yeah. They, they got the playoff experience. They got the top end players that, that can make their own shots in the playoffs. But yeah, they're, they're not a favorite or even the second team in the West for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I do. I And I like Russell Westbrook, and I love James Harden, and I do kind of agree with him. I think a lot of times these guys are really cocky. I know a, James Harden, I'm sure he's incredibly confident and to the point of being cocky, but he's he said that he doesn't think he'll be appreciated until he's gone from the league, and I, I think that's true because realistically, like you said, I don't think the Rockets are going to win a championship this year, which means they'll – might run it back or they might try to blow it up point being it doesn't feel like it feels like James Harden could have one of these spectacular careers like Charles Barkley and just maybe never win a ring and then at that point he's not when he retires I don't think he'll be looked at in the tier that he should be based off what he can do scoring a basketball which is unlike anything you know I've ever seen where it's 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 just effortless and in so many different ways, and I don't know how you just like I said, he just infuriates the the defense. There's nothing right. They can do. He, he's a little bit little bit like Carmelo, right? But in terms of the scoring aptitude and not being appreciated and not winning titles, but like you said, Harden scores in so many more ways, I think, than than Carmelo. Carmelo is primarily a jump shooter, uh, great shot, but Harden gets to the rim, he shoots, he draws contact, he makes 25 free throws a game, he makes you angry. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's got 50 points, much like our man T.J. Warren, Indiana Pacers. Um, 
I'd like to think I was on the TJ Warren bandwagon pretty early when he was back at NC State terrorizing the Irish in the ACC play. Um, he was a great player then in the score. It took him a few years in the league to kind of get up to speed. He's averaging 19 points a game uh, this year. So it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. It's not like a Jeremy Lin where he's scoring 50 points for the Knicks out of nowhere. Um, but certainly 53 points. He followed it up actually again with 34 points tonight against the Wizards. So he's keeping the train going. Uh, the Pacers are, are winning. Um, even without Oladipo at you know full strength, Sabonis is out. Um, so maybe the Pacers are showing a little bit of life and they can you know maybe get to the second round of the playoffs and do a little damage there. What do you think about them, Nate? Do you know what the Pacers gave up to get T.J. Warren from the Phoenix Suns? This is just how kind of pathetic the Phoenix Suns are. They give cash considerations. And like yeah. you said, the guy's averaging 19 points a game. It's not like this was a flash in the pain. He's a good scorer. I play fantasy basketball and he was one of those guys last year where I was like per minutes when they would have injuries or whatever and he would get 25 to 30 minutes a tick he would score and I would you would pick him up but then inevitably he would like fall out of the rotation again as guys got healthy and it just it was something that didn't make sense to me because I was like you're the Phoenix Sun so you know like why aren't you this guy's young and he apparently can score so why don't you play him more yeah, cash considerations for a 50-point scorer. Way to go, Phoenix Suns. Um, but, uh, yeah, at, and Oladipo looks like he's playing himself hopefully back into better shape. You know, still hasn't had a breakout game yet, I don't think. I didn't see what he did today, actually. But uh, how quickly is everybody piling off a of Phillies bandwagon after that? There were a lot of people that thought, oh, they've had all this time. Simmons got healthy. They're just, you know, I don't think they're – close to even what the what Celtics are you would say I mean the Pacers might still be the fourth best team in the East right um well the fifth I think the Heat are probably better um yeah well not they don't have their home court advantage anymore yeah I Jimmy Buckets man he went down there and I he surprised a lot of people they're just doing work I mean I think the the Heat are like the Rockets of the East and that they're just a dark horse kind of fun team Almost, you know, bam, like I said, Jimmy, Jimmy, I've always loved the way Jimmy plays. I just think he's just such a badass. Um, Duncan Robinson from Division yeah. Three to Michigan. To, he only shoots threes and he makes them at 45 percent. I read a, I read an article about him, about um, how he came in the league and they basically just beat the shit out of him his rookie year. <laughs> like they would have coaches just he would drive and they would just destroy him with the the basketball padded things that the coaches hit whack the guys with you know and just after, oh yeah just Nate, they were I'm like yeah yeah coach Clemack hit me with those a few <laughs> times shout out shout out to coach Clemack. oh god um i hope he's still alive and does doesn't have the covid because he would not he would not do well with that, I don't think. Yeah, I hope he got you know his health under control and is is, is doing well. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, I will say that uh, Oladipo, uh, he didn't play tonight against the Wizards, uh, but hopefully he'll be back soon. He's not going to play in back to backs, I don't think. It's I don't know. I'm getting scared. My brother keeps sending me stuff about it. He's like, it's like Kawhi when he was in San Antonio. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. that's how that goes. Sorry. F-bomb on the sports plebs. Um, but uh, social media story time, Matt. What do you got for us? Oh, boy. 
I always worry if it's good enough for you. I see. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. On a <laughs> on a COVID related note, uh, South Korean tries washing money over virus fears suffers loss. So it looks like there's a couple stories here. Uh, the person living in Ansan City near Seoul placed an unspecified amount of fifty thousand dollars, which are forty-two dollar bills, U.S. dollar bills, in a washing machine earlier this year. Some of the money was seriously damaged. Under bank rules on the exchange of damaged, mutilated, and contaminated banknotes, the person was provided with new currency totaling about twenty-three million won, which equates to about nineteen thousand three hundred dollars. Um, but they said that the Bills that are exchanged at half value was 507. They couldn't actually, they didn't actually say how many bills were lost in that exchange, but the loss was considered, quotes, considerable. And then apparently there's another person who microwaved their money. Um, How'd the that bank, go? Uh, the bank exchanged Kim's damaged money with new currency worth 5.2 million won, which is uh, $4,300. So, uh, that's uh that kind of stood out to me. But that was pretty interesting. Plus, this is this is the money with like the little reflective, uh, you know, little I don't know what it's called, Joe. You probably know what. I'm little talking. strip reflective strips. I yeah, know yeah. About. I feel like that would not go very well in the microwave. Why yeah. would I not know what you're talking about, Matt? I have no idea what you're talking about. Know. You know, <laughs> the, uh... you don't get out much. Okay? No, 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 you, not hey, the... you, you know what I'm talking about. You've ever seen like, like, like? No, I, foreign I do, currencies? I do, but I've definitely, I definitely cannot pull up in my mind's eye what a wand looks up like, nor will I pretend like oh, I can. Um, but only uh, super wand, only super. I think the reason I said Joe is just because I know Joe just sits there and laughs at my stories when I tell him because he doesn't actually like them. <laughs> Yes, Matt, you, you've taken money laundering to a whole new level. Yeah, that's 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 what the article said. Anyway, anything else? Uh, social media stories? No, you gotta have, Nate, that you gotta was a good something. You gotta have something. I feel no, like that's funny. Something. I I can imagine people doing that here. I I wonder. We probably don't have the same generous exchange policies from banks. That, yeah, like... I feel like that's ridiculous. Why are they exchanging their money? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Ugh. that's all I got. No, that, that's enough. That was great. Okay. <laughs> is that a, is that all we got for tonight? No. No, no, I it's think not. It's time. No. Oh. Yeah, and oh, I, I feel really good about uh, bets of the week. Okay, because, bets of the week. Yeah, it, because Nate has really opened Pandora's box with this this DraftKings county has. Uh, not not to spill the beans too much here, but. You know, we're used to dealing with these sketchy websites where we're not sure if we can get our money out. Uh, we know DraftKings is a well-established. Uh, they're not a sponsor yet, but they will be. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm excited that you're on there, Nate, and we can really have some legitimate uh, wagers going on here. Um, no. Talk a little bit about what you were dabbling in uh, so, this past weekend. So, yeah, so there was an offer. I think I literally saw it on an ad on a my phone just randomly pops up. I have a DraftKings fan. Uh, it's like a just a regular DraftKings account, not the sports book. That's for fantasy betting, you know. So I, you know, I think I won like thirty Mike. or forty dollars on a good one I put together last season. So I just trickle out like one and two dollar ones. I just throw together lineups for whatever sport. I was starting to get a UFC lineups, um, and like I said, I, I lose probably you know four out of five of them. But every once in a while. 
Um, you know, I'd make five bucks on it. Anyway, point being that there was a advertisement that if you signed up for it, you could pick any winner of the five games that were going on in the NBA that day, and you could choose five to one odds in your favor, a minimum bet requirement of $20. That was Oof. not enough to deter me, though. So I should have bet 100 I bet 21, 100 on the Clippers, who absolutely trounced the undermanned Pelicans. They were up by 30 points at halftime. Um, it was pretty nice. I, I'd recommend checking out DraftKings Sportsbook if you're in Indiana. I did notice... Like you said, it wouldn't allow me to place a bet. I was at my brother-in-law's in Michigan. So they clearly police that fairly aggressively. Very reputable yeah. site. So, um, And I did, as I mentioned, I got the Raptors-Lakers finals at plus 1,900 and the Raptors-Clippers at plus 2,000. I, I really like those um, together because it seems like either the Lakers or the Clippers are going to come out of the West clearly. And the Bucks seem vulnerable now, more than ever after – We've said getting upset by the Rockets last night and kind of getting bullied down the stretch almost, it seemed like. Yeah, Nate, we'll talk off, uh, offline about some things I want to fire off on uh, because I do feel good that you can get the money out of this site, unlike mine. So, so here's, we'll talk. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, too, because, I, like I said, this was free money. It was hilarious. I didn't think it would allow me because the Clippers were, like, literally 10-point favorites. You know, it was ridiculous right. that they – let you bet on that. And I think you could have bet up to $2,500 on it technically. Oh, so, so, so I'm sure some people came out like bandits, um, probably making new email accounts and everything else. Um, it does say at the beginning, it says that you can enter a choose an option. So the next time you log in, you can enter a code in, which I'm assuming will allow you to do promotions and stuff like that, which, so I'm going to kind of keep an eye out for DraftKings promotions. Cause I think I can, plug them in in theory i don't know i haven't played around with the site that much like we said sports yeah. plebs here but um it is reputable and i would say that we should use like a certain percentage of that to play some of these bets that you're about to talk about because i think it's they're pretty much in line with some things we've talked about um in the podcast uh and like we said notre dame is going to be in the acc essentially i'm super excited for that so you can bet on conference implications with the Irish for the first and only time. It seems like it would be a sin not to Joe. What are, what are your bets of the week? Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like a rehash, but it's, it's not a rehash because we've had games canceled. We've had conferences adopted. We've had so many changes. So going out to the ACC for the football, Notre Dame, like you said, newly minted members of the ACC Atlantic coastal conference eligible to play in the conference championship. They're, they're full members now. Uh, and they're only at plus 600, which I think is, is pretty good for the second-best team in a conference by far, right? Um, but I wouldn't let that dangle out alone. I know we love our North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac Brown's doing great things. He's bringing in five stars, so they're at plus 1,000. I'd say we hit both of those. We hit ND plus 600, UNC plus 1,000. We're betting against Clemson in that case. I feel okay about that with those odds and those returns. Uh, I, I think we should do it. Yeah, and – yeah, with those odds, I definitely think so. Is that is that that's winning the conference, right? That's winning the conference title game. So, yes. Um, in theory, Clemson couldn't even could not would could not even be there. You know, I mean, not to. It's just a possibility. There's probably one percent chance of that. They will probably have to play conference, <laughs> Clemson in the conference championship. But no, right? Can I, we I, maybe if we deliver a pizza to Trevor Lawrence, and we can we can make it work. Five guys delivered that pizza, you know, 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I love conspiracy shit like that. You know, I do. Matt does too. Matt Matt loves love it when it. I go on conspiracy tangents. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like those. I like those, Joe. And yeah, if definitely if you want to even, like I said, we could just take five bucks a piece and just throw it on each of those um, out of, you know, the, the small winnings that I have, obviously. Um, I would be fine with that. And uh, I'm comfortable with uh, saying that the Raptors, Lakers, Raptors, Clippers bets were part of that, too. Wow. That is noble of you, Nate. Um, but definitely we talked up the Raptors so much. So yeah, what? No, anything no, no, else? No, was I that the? More, I was going to shift to the NFL here. Um, some win totals that have moved around oh. a little bit since we last talked. I was looking at the NFC North, and I was thinking, you know, the Bears—they don't have a quarterback. They think they have two quarterbacks. They have no quarterbacks. The Packers—you've kind of talked me down on Aaron Rodgers. You know, you think he's in a little bit of a decline. Uh, so who th- who does that leave? The Lions? No, no, not the Lions. The Vikings, right? Eight and a half wins. That's a low number. I think they won at least 10 last year, maybe 11. Uh, I think they're a good team. They can get better performance out of the quarterback. They could be a great team. But over eight and a half wins, I think that's pretty safe. So I like the over on that win total. Yeah, I I like that too, actually. And I think Kirk Cousins, if you look – it's weird because he's the ultimate guy. You wouldn't say he's an elite quarterback, but if you look at what he's done in the past couple seasons, I mean, they're, they're numbers that are up there with anybody else in football just because he's been on the field. You know, he's been yeah. the most important stat in football is being healthy, and he's been healthy his whole career, and he's made a <laughs> S load of money too while he's been doing it. I was looking, you know, somebody, I I heard somebody that was like, you know, more guys should look at what Kirk Cousins did. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a great point. You're a late round draft pick. You're like, all right, yeah, I'll play on the franchise tag for a couple seasons and, you know, get a $80 million guarantee. Or what was he got, I think it was a wow. $100 million guaranteed contract. It was ridiculous. I think we guaranteed his whole contract, this last one. Um, but no, Dalvin Cook too. I mean, really good defense. If we play NFL games, I think it's a good bet. And it's not like you're betting on um, them doing anything necessarily in the division, like beating the – you're not saying you're betting on them. You're just nine games. They have to win nine games. I think they will. I think they could win 10 games or 11 even. Great. And then my uh, um, last one was – we've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, just looking at DraftKings and their great website and their layout really has me re-energized for – for, for betting, but um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under nine and a half, and I think it was plus odds too, like maybe plus 130. Uh, so they're really begging you to take the under there. I just, I don't believe it. They, I think they added Shady McCoy uh, here recently, so they're getting together the uh, the uh, geezer all-stars here with Gronk and TB12 and Shady. It's just, it's a lot of moving parts to get working in the COVID in the first year with a lot of 35-plus-year-old guys. I just don't see it. I don't. It's a tough division. The Saints are still going to be strong. The Falcons could have a resurgence. Not sure about the Panthers, but there's no terrible teams there. And 10 games from that crew, I, I just don't see it as a guarantee. Yeah, I I think that's that's high because Brady's there, definitely. And I'm sure – I feel like people would be hammering the under on that. Um yeah, 
Yeah, I like that too. I think so. Well, I hate Tom Brady too, or he, I don't hate him. He's just caused me a lot of pain in my life and I'm hoping it's over now. Um, but no, uh, what do you think by the way about the, the Patriots and all these guys opting out of the NFL? A little bit last week or even three days ago, it hasn't even been that long, but yeah, it's, it seems like a little bit of a conspiracy, right? They're, they don't feel great about this year. They maybe Cam's not the answer right away. There's some great quarterbacks in the 2021 class with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that Belichick would be like, hey, guys, why don't you just opt out this year? You know, uh, that, that was a terrible Belichick impersonation, but you, you, you get my point. <laughs> no, um, I do think um, – that it is just interesting all these events taken in succession where it's like Tom Brady's moving on and they don't go for anybody because I don't think bringing in Cam Newton was really a move because literally everybody else had a chance to sign him and they signed him for what? $500,000 basically Um, guaranteed. I think it was like half a million, which is ridiculous. So, and then they didn't really go up after anybody in free agency, even though they had cap space. And then they let guys go to uh, who was one of them, Logan Ryan, I think, dipped for Miami. These guys are going to like their ex head. They're 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 going to you know Brian Flores or the the Titans coach Mike Vrabel. It seems like a lot of them, which it makes sense. I would too, if I was yeah, totally. If I was trying to basically recreate Belichick's system, which those guys obviously are at least to some degree, um, but and then this, I'm just like. I, I'm I'm willing to draw a line through all of that and be like, there's there's a pattern here, and it doesn't take much in the most competitive league in the world to not be good. All you have to do is take your foot off the gas a little bit one year, and they have they have draft capital, dude. They're gonna if they get if they get like a, even a top like twelve top ten pick, definitely they will have draft capital to move up to a position where they'll get one of the two or three star prospects that are going to come out next year. Cause you got uh, the guy from Ohio state and then you got Trevor Lawrence, obviously. And there's, there's yeah, John, some other guy the they're talking up now that's yeah. supposed to, you know, there, there always is, there's always two or three. So um, yeah, that would, and I would just, again, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I hate the Patriots, but I, I, I hate the fucking Patriots. They're, they, they, they really they they cheat and they just beat the shit out of my Colts every year and it's just really really frustrating. Um, yeah. So with that little rant, now that that's out of the way, not that we'll get any uh, listeners from the Boston area, but if we do, then they'll, I'll be the anti Bill Simmons, <laughs> I guess. I think that's like uh, Mike Greenberg. I don't, I don't <laughs> know who anti Bill Simmons is. <sighs> no, I I agree. I, I think there's something to it. They never admit it, but. You know, tanking in the NFL doesn't usually happen before the season starts, and that seems like something Bill Belichick would take a lot of pride in, you know, being the first one to do. <laughs> Just another, yeah. And, you know, if they if they were to end up with one of those guys, I really think that oh, he yeah. would just coach until he dies, you know? I, I really, that's that's part of me. Part of me really thinks that. I'm like, you know, at that point, he's going to be like, you know, he'll be 90 years old. They'll be willing out there and he'll just yeah, be like yeah. grumbling at press. It'll just be a more, more competent <laughs> Joe Paterno. 
So with with different kinds of scandals, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We cheat low on bar. The field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Well, that's uh. That's everything no, I had, good. Joe. I wanted no, to kind of really touch on. Um, two times and you got anything else here? We'll yeah. Momentum going. The live sports NBA is going to going to fuel us through all this. So I'm feeling positive about the direction we're going. For sure, man. Cubs are up mm-hmm. two nothing. Bottom of the eighth right now. Yeah, Hopefully for that sure. So once us. I get my act so, together, we'll have Matt, you want to take two podcasts for this week? Um, we'll get one. One out tonight, and we'll I'll try to get the other one out. The first one, sometime by tomorrow. So, um, anyway, you've been listening to another episode of Sports Foods. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week.